All right, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of I Wish Podcast. On today's show, we are featuring Hannah Smith. I'm super excited to talk to Hannah with Holistically Beautiful. And tell Hannah, tell us where you're actually at in Vermont, because I always say Vermont, Virginia, but you're actually in Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. <laughs> okay. So Virginia. what town are what town are you in? Gloucester. Gloucester. Okay. So yeah, see, I need, I gotta get my geography straight because the V states, you know, they are a little bit yeah. different. Hello, David. Whatever. And I do have a giant map on the and it, when you walk out of my office into like our main loft area, we have a map on the wall with all of where our accounts are located. So you would think I would get it by now, but it's all right. So um, I'm very excited to talk to Hannah today. So the the when we were pre prepping for the show, um, we were talking about basically Hannah's 21 years old. And I love that so much because Hannah, the the when I started in the industry, I was 22. So it was like really, really, it's very interesting because I want to get your perspective on all things, um, having been raised with all things social media, having a cell phone your whole life, like all of the, I have a lot of questions for you. So, but first, before we get into this, tell the listener a little bit about yourself and how, how did your journey into aesthetics start? What was the initial, I wanted, I want to do aesthetics. Where'd that come from? So before I was getting into aesthetics, I was doing dental assisting and that just was not my thing. I wasn't passionate about it. You know, I got bored with it. So I have always loved all things beauty. I used to be obsessed with makeup in high school. So I started looking into that cosmetology and then I came, I didn't even know what an esthetician was really. I'd never <laughs> been to one, I had never seen one. Um, so I came across that in my research of, you know, what, what career am I going to do next? Cause this is not working. And I came across aesthetics, looked into that and I was like, that is really interesting because skin is so complex and there's so much to learn. And I love that about it, that yeah. I will yeah. always be learning. Um, so then I looked into schools and I, I couldn't really find one that I knew would work. Um, there was one that I was looking at and they weren't answering calls and stuff. <laughs> so I, when you're a dental assistant at a young age, everyone is asking, you're going to be a hygienist. You're going to be a dentist. You're going to stick with this. And someone had asked me that, um, that was actually a client of Heather's. Um, and they asked if I was going to continue. And I said, no, I'm trying to get out of it completely and get into aesthetics. And she was like, that's crazy because my esthetician is looking for an apprentice. So that could be mm. something to look into. Got the yes. contact information and everything. And I booked an appointment. Actually, I was struggling with acne at the time. So I booked an appointment with Heather to see if we would mesh, you know, instead yep. of just walking in and being like, let me be an apprentice right off the bat. <laughs> and then right. we did. And I've been here ever since. I love it. So for the the rest of the country, the I know uh, in Europe it's a little bit more commonplace to have apprenticeship programs as an option. Mm -hmm. Explain to um, our listeners. There's a lot of estheticians that li are listening, and there's a lot of consumers we're noticing from the looking at the data of who's actually listening to this. Um, explain how the apprenticeship program works um, in the state of Vermont or uh, Virginia. Sorry, see, did <laughs> Virginia. Explain this because we. I actually believe from what I've seen in my global travels of moving around and looking at people like you're actually learning a skill in the real world. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, Hannah, that is, I know you and I, when we're talking offline, but the, what I'm seeing is that, you know, we are aesthetic schools in the United States are really set up to get people through and pass state board. 
Mm-hmm. And beyond that, and, you know, we're part of the money-making esthetician group and we're, you know, constantly coaching and helping, but the, the premise when somebody graduates to go and like rent a solo suite somewhere and not really know what they're doing. And I'm like, whether you're going to work somewhere. So explain the apprenticeship program, how it works in your state. So it's a lot different um, than school. I think it's fairly new the, being able to do an apprenticeship to be an esthetician in Virginia. Um, But in school, like you said, you're just kind of taught how to pass the board. But here you learn the business end of things. You get so much more in depth. You get so much more um, time in the treatment room, observing and seeing different ways of doing things. And you just learn a lot more as a whole, how to be an esthetician as a whole, instead of just how to do a facial and do eyebrows and um, right. You're learning, real, you're learning, <laughs> you're learning real world life experience. You're getting yes. real world life experience and understanding actually how to do this. So tell me how long is the program? Like what's the, what's the length of program that you have to actually go through before you can actually go and take a, your licensure, your state board? So for the master to sit for the masters, I believe it's 2,500 hours for basic. Okay. I believe it's only 1500. Um, okay. I'm not positive because I skipped over that. I wanted to go straight to the master's. <laughs> um, so this, so you bring up another good point. So in the state, they actually offer a master's aesthetics license. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, see, not every state offers this. So like yeah, Utah is I'm one of the states, other so states. different in all the different states. But yeah, there's two separate, the basic esthetician and master esthetician and different things that you can do as a master that you can't as a basic esthetician. I love this. I love and it. I, I love don't it. I like love being it. limited. So I wanted to go all the way. <laughs> exactly. You know what? So the, the learning never ends aspect of the, this industry is, is really, really key. So what I, what we've been preaching when people specifically, when they're talking about acne or lashes or waxing or whatever your skill set or whatever you're drawn to in the industry, I'm constantly preaching. Um, I did a solo episode uh, last week and I was just talking about the power of focus. And the way that you actually learn what you like in this business is by actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So there are things that people know in school, like, oh, I really hated waxing, or I really hate doing facials, or I, I really like this. I want to do lashes, whatever that is. My, my coaching is do whatever, you're, whatever it is 100 times, do 100 facials, do 100 sets of lashes, do 100 Brazilians, and decide when you're, you're gravitating, you're going to know immediately, I hate this. I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I really, really enjoy the touch aspect of a facial. I, you know, that's my sweet spot. And I'm like, you're not going to, until you get out of school and you start practicing in the real world, you're not going to get any of that experience. So an apprenticeship program, I feel like they should be more normal than they are like across the country. Like this is actually where you learn in, in, so I've worked in the hair side of the world for a while in the industry and we would, I managed a salon in Palo Alto and we actually took, when a hairdresser came in, it didn't matter if you were 15 plus years in the industry, you still went through an apprenticeship program. I believe it was six, I think it was at least six months. It might've been a little bit longer before you could actually start taking clients in the salon. Mm-hmm. So you learned that specific way of doing business and learning all about Aveda back in the day, like it was a whole thing. So you are going to graduate from this program, understanding actually how to communicate with your clients. You're going to have a thorough understanding of retail practices. You're going to have a great understanding of the skin, how products interact with the skin. Like it just is a brilliant situation. So I'm super glad 
that you get, you're getting to have this experience because when you graduate, we're going to have you back on the show and we're going to talk about what's happened, what you learned and what your thought process after going through the whole program. So let's talk about the other thing that was, you were so cute when you did your unboxing of your welcome box, when you guys got the course, <laughs> so like it was so, <laughs> <laughs> it was so super cute. And I was like, you know what, this is your, the reason why I wanted to talk to you and have you on the podcast is that level of enthusiasm and excitement. That's how I was at the beginning of this industry. Every time mm -hmm. I got a box of products, I was so giddy about it's it. Like and we, Christmas. <laughs> It is. And it's specifically when it's in your, so let's talk about your specific skin and let's talk about your acne journey. Like when, mm -hmm. and when in your, like, because there's a lot of, I have other wish pros in our uh, network that actually also came to aesthetics. Number one, because they had really bad acne as a teenager. And number two, they want to help other people not go through what they actually went through. So talk to me, like, when did your acne start? That, that definitely played into me choosing to go through with aesthetics rather than makeup artist or hair or anything like that. I was struggling with acne while I was a dental assistant, the mask suffocating all day and yes. I had yep. hormone issues and a bad diet. It was a lot of things on top of each other. Mm -hmm. um, so that definitely played a part in me wanting, I was like, how do I fix my skin? I want to know, you know, instead of yeah. someone just tell me, but um I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we cut Which, this? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, how old were you when you started to have with the onset of acne? What was your, how old were you? I was 20 and I was thinking, okay. you know, I, I wasn't familiar with the adult acne. I was thinking I got out of the woods. I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> I, I thought I was fine because my father's side, actually him and all of his siblings struggled with acne horribly when they were teenagers. Yeah. So I'm already genetically predisposed. Yeah, but once I got yep. past that teenage, those teenage years, I thought I was in the clear, and I was wrong. <laughs> so you're the you represent the fastest growing segment of acne is adult and onset of acne, um, mm -hmm. primarily affecting women. Uh, and there's a lot of issues. Obviously, you know, you learn in the course talking about PCOS, insulin resistance. There's a lot of factors that contribute to acne, specifically. So I'll give you a little sidebar story. When I was actually sitting down doing the initial wish formulations for our first four products, you know, we do a, a, a begin with the end in mind. Who is the customer going to be? And I, I said to myself, she's going to be 28 years old. She is going to have already graduated from college and she's, you know, not going to buy a drugstore because she's educated. She's not going to go to proactive because she's not a teenager anymore. And she's going to like look for us as a brand going, I need a professional product line that I can get behind to treat my acne. Now, that was, you know, back in the, I was going to be starting off direct to consumer. Like this is a completely different animal. And what I quickly realized is the high science behind the formulations and the people that were attracted to it. It didn't matter that you were a male or female, a teenager. It was people are looking for solutions for their skin. And so Every time we open a practice, which I'm going to, I want to talk to you about Holistically Beautiful, um, there, the products apply to whatever your demographic is. And so that's where all the varying options are for how to treat acne in a space. But it gives you the opportunity to say, you know what, this is not just for a 14 year old boy with acne. It can be for a 21 year old female. It can be, we have one of our clients is in her 60s um, in our test panel that we tested products with out of the gate. And mm -hmm. she's like, 
why am I in my 60s and I still have acne? Like, why? What, what is this? So this misnomer that it's just a teenage situation is not the case. So a couple statistics. Acne ranks number one for the U.S. as the number one skin condition in the United States still to this day in 2023. It's the number one skin condition. And it ranks number eight globally. So we know when I look at the, the globe there, when you're talking about there's some diet related issues, we know the American diet is not great. We have a lot of crap ingredients, refined carbohydrates, um, things that wreak havoc on your hormones, which then if you're predisposed to acne can contribute. So effect. it is, and it, you know, it starts. So as we get through and I'm, I am excited because we're going to have um, some functional medicine doctors come on the podcast. We're going to have some, I have a traditional dermatologist that I love to fight with. I'm like, you got to come on the podcast because I want to argue with you in like real time of their education because they're learning a whole lot of things. Um, when, you, when you decide to specialize in dermatology, you're learning primarily about skin disease. Mm -hmm. And acne is just one of those things. There's a whole lot of things. Uh, a lot of cancer removal. And all. There's just a whole, and a lot of, when I flip through the dermatology book, I'm like, that is disgusting. What is that? <laughs> it's just, there's a lot. So, and you, when you talk to, it's changing a little bit, but when you, uh, when you're having the conversation about nutrition, so it's, it's, it is kind of mind boggling to me that we haven't really made the connection yet that our diet has a lot to do with what shows up on our you know, it's a reflection of what's happening in the inside. Mm -hmm. So what have you noticed with your own personal dietary changes? Like, are there certain things that you notice that are triggers? Sugar, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, my skin, entire body really hates alcohol. Every time I drink, I get a new breakout. Yes, um, yes. And my I, gluten too, which really sucks because I love bread and pasta, but... <laughs> <laughs> sad when finally Heather was like, okay, you're going to hate this, but I want you to try to cut out gluten for a month. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah, I know. No, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, so that, yeah. and I saw improvement and I was like, darn, but yay, you know, at least I know now. The, so the, the gluten aspect of it, the, so here's the, what I think is really important to understand is everybody skin is like your fingerprint. And I like to say one size fits one. So what I found with graduating estheticians, they go through the course, they want the AB. So in our industry as a whole, as you get more saturated, you get more situated in it, you're going to see that brands are really great about teaching A, B, C, D. This is what you do. Cleanse with this, you tone with this, you hydrate with this. And it's very, um, I, I don't want to, it's cookie cutter. Yes. And it's so not the way that skin is because everyone shows up different. And I keep telling people like you guys, it's like your fingerprint. It's unique. And just because you did appeal three on them last time doesn't mean you're not going to do appeal one on them this time because of how they show up today. They scrub their face. They're dehydrated. The climate's I changing. I just did that to my last client. We did a two, the last uh, appointment she came and she came in recently really dry. And I was, let's go back to one. I want the hydrating yep. properties of that peel. So yeah. Yes. Of lactic acid. So you're, you're getting to understand the, the nuances of that, but that we can't discount. It's not just about a supplement. Everybody in the United States wants the pill. And what you're going to see as you continue to go through your career is that the traditional medical system, specifically with acne fails so many people. And that's why we have such a certain, mm -hmm. they've already been on antibiotics. They've already taken spironolactone. They've already done isotretinoin. I, I always say, oh my God, hopefully you just topical antibiotics to begin with. But 
we have people that have been on antibiotics for three years. And I'm like, oh, it's the antibiotic resistance um, is becoming a thing. So doctors are being coached. I read a lot of medical journals on the monthly about the under, like don't over-prescribe antibiotics. When you have a really bad infection, you need them to work. And if we're just prescribing, 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 and then when you actually do need it and you're resistant to it, there's oh, there's not a lot of great options for you. So mm-hmm. that's a whole nother thing. Have you ever done any sort of a medical therapeutic for your skin? I tried um, spironolactone and I yes. saw improvement, but really not enough to keep with it. Um, I, I was on it for four months and I honestly yeah. got so tired of peeing all the time. <laughs> because it's a different- Side effect. Yeah, and I would yep. get, I would get, I was getting the dizziness too, and I was just okay. Um, let's not, you know, let's not do this anymore because it, it was little, barely improving, but I was still getting the big inflamed breakouts, so I gave up on it. Um, so the the I talked about this a couple webinars ago, but we were essentially we love to treat symptoms in the United States. We love it. We're not, unless you go to a functional medicine doctor, you guys. So if you're listening to this, if you don't know what a functional medicine doctor is or a naturopathic doctor, they are going to treat you as a whole person and not just look at your symptom and prescribe something a therapeutic just for your symptom. So traditionally you have high blood pressure. You go to the doctor, they'll put you on blood pressure medicine, high cholesterol. Lipitor, I think is the number one prescribed drug in the U S because our diets are terrible. You get Lipitor as opposed to saying, how can we adjust your diet to actually lower your cholesterol? There's a lot of things you can do naturally that don't require you being on medication for the rest of your life. Americans hate that. So mm-hmm. spironolactone is um, it's a hormone, obviously, as you know, suppressor. The side effects, frequent urination, dizziness. Um, but the, the main premise behind it is, is it's trying to suppress oil production which is just a symptom, right? It's one aspect of acne. It's not the whole picture. You do need oil in the skin to produce acne. So it is, yes, if we can reduce the acne, we can reduce the oil, we can reduce some of the acne. But when, so the the women that come to us, men have developed breast tissue, so it's not a good male therapeutic. But when women have come to us with spironolactone, usually within three months of them stopping the therapeutic, their acne has come back again. Mm-hmm. So unless you want to like live on that medication, which you're not, it's not designed like that. It's affecting a lot of other things in your body than just what's happening on your skin. Yes. So I appreciate that. I'm sorry that that didn't work for you, but we, there's usually a little bit of benefit. So people are like, okay, this is great. And my dermatologist conversations about isotretinoin, formerly known as Accutane, get really, really heated because they like to say, well, this is a life-saving therapeutic. And Hannah, the the interesting aspect is, is they're only seeing what they see in their office. Mm-hmm. So they're not looking out here in the cosmeceutical space going, wow, you've had 5,000 clients come to you that have already been on a medical therapeutic that has failed. They're not seeing any of that. They know what they know, what they were trained on how to treat in medical school. And it's just a, I mean, it goes into a debacle. So there <laughs> is a, <laughs> there's an option. So Tell me about um, what is your, so you're working with Heather. Heather's like leading your apprenticeship program, who owns Holistically Beautiful. What is your, um, like, what is Heather's, like, what is your main clientele coming in right now? Who are you guys treating the most? Mostly right now for aging. um, We're still doing a lot of promoting the acne program and getting that all, you know, all the loose ends tied up and everything. Um, We have two acne clients right now. 
one of them is improving amazingly. I need to send you some pictures because her skin yes. looks awesome already. Um, but mostly uh, a lot of ladies looking to get rid of fine lines and lift mm -hmm. their faces up and yeah. And a lot of lash clients too. A lot of the younger people, um, I posted a thing on Facebook looking for models for lash yes. extensions and I had a lot of response to that, which has been awesome. It is a thing. So our, our industry is hyper um, over, you know, me being 20 plus years in it now at this point, we've been hyper obsessed with quote unquote anti-aging. I refuse mm -hmm. to use the term because we're all aging. Everyone's yes. aging. We're all aging. We can slow the aging process down by having a healthy microbiome. We can slow the aging process down with having a low inflammatory diet. Mm -hmm. um, you touch on something about uh, when you're talking about alcohol. This has been one of those things that has been kind of a love-hate thing because I really, really like wine. And <laughs> it makes me feel, oh my gosh. So I love a margarita and I love really nice red wine. And I'm telling you, it makes me feel like shit. Um, not only does it make your skin look terrible, like we're, we, we've so romanticized all of these bad behaviors in the United States because the whole wine industry and, you know, we associate with being on vacation and just mm -hmm. this, we've normalized all of it. And there, I have a, a box of stuff over here. I'm going to start wearing a glucose monitor, which is going to freak me out because it's going to actually tell me what it is actually doing to my blood sugar in like real life when I consume a glass of wine, yeah. it's going to freak me out. Oh my um, gosh. But the connection that people need to make, specifically those that are acne prone, is that alcohol is sugar. It breaks down in the body to sugar. So you've got these people that are like, no, alcohol doesn't have any carbs. I'm like, you guys, yes, correct. You are <laughs> correct. When it converts in the body, it's converting to sugar. Mm -hmm. And when you're drinking specifically, you know, we Americans love fruity cocktails and fruity drinks and just, you know, a lot of high fructose corn syrup gets dumped in there to make it taste sweet. Sugar on top of sugar. It's sugar on top of sugar and wine specifically. I used to just make jokes about I'm just having grape juice, but it is already used for fermented grapes. There's a process and guess what that is, you guys? It's sugar. So if you're, it doesn't serve us, it's not in the big picture. So one of the things that also kind of got swept under the rug, I believe it was the very beginning of the pandemic, the Cancer Society actually came out and said that no alcohol is okay. It is actually all considered a carcinogen, all of it. So we were went through this. We went through wow. this phase for a while where people were saying, oh, you could have one to two glasses of wine. It's good for your heart health. And like, it helps you unwind and all the, we're trying to romanticize it and make it a healthy attribute of daily life. Mm -hmm. And the cancer society said zero alcohol. It's all a carcinogen. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there's some new information for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So we, we, you know, we get it. So talk to us about some, so. You've had, you've had some exposure to wish products. Give us, give the listeners. So, cause so you're, there's a couple things I want to touch on before we actually start getting into the nitty gritty of actual aesthetics. So you're, you have been raised Hannah with always having social media as just part of your normal daily life, going through school, you know, all your formative years, having social media. What was your experience like? Like, what were you looking at in junior high, high school? What, what, like, what were people doing? Did you have a cell phone? Like, what? When did your parents give you your first phone? Oh man, uh, pretty young, honestly. I think I got a Cosmos Touch when I was like ten or eleven years old. <laughs> I didn't get an iPhone until I was like fourteen, which is still young. Yeah, um, yeah. 
what was on the internet like what what i was looking at yeah like what did were you did you have were you like looking at facebook every day like what was your like what 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 were you playing when you had your phone your let's talk about your iphone uh and what social media were you engaging with when you first started out of the gate vine i don't know if you ever knew vine i remember i I loved vine me and all my friends we would make silly little videos and we'd scroll and watch the silly little videos together we loved that and it fried our attention spans the six six second videos <laughs> it totally did it's like it it, for me it feels like an earlier version of tiktok what it was about to come it was but, yeah and yeah. i think that's one, another reason why when it was musically and tiktok kind of blew up and everyone's on there it's because it was like oh my gosh vine is kind of back you know because we missed yep. it yeah so yeah right. it was mostly vine um have a ridiculous sense of humor now because of that but <laughs> Well, it just is a, it's a different experience because you're the, the social, the societal norms of how, of human communication and behavior. Um, it's kind of a big picture. I, I do read a lot of medical articles just about psychology and the interaction. We've never been more alone as society because we filled this void with our devices. Mm-hmm. So if you'll, you'll see this now, like you'll be in a social setting. If someone is uncomfortable with the conversation, uncomfortable with eye contact, um, not really engaging in the conversation. They'll literally look at their phone as like a device to like pick up the phone. And it's It's completely, we've made it, we've made it normal to be like, you know what? I'm just not interested in this conversation. I'm just going to scroll, scroll, scroll. So my, me being in the industry at the very, at a very early age, before we had, we didn't have laptops. We didn't, I remember getting my first cell phone and think in like 95, 96 or something ridiculous, had a pull up antenna. The reception was terrible. <laughs> it was like $40 and you got uh, 20 minutes a month. And if you just used it for 10 seconds, you had to use the whole minute. So you were very, very sparingly using your phone. <laughs> um, and then I remember having a, a Motorola flip phone where you had to actually scroll through the alphabet hannah to text click 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 go through the letters like abc you had to Mm -hmm. click 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 to send a text message which what i mean it sounds freaking archaic but (laughs) i see that so what i notice and you're gonna you're gonna start seeing throughout your career now is that the humans are craving touch they're craving positive touch and they're craving human interaction so this huge post-pandemic resurgence of people wanting experiences, concerts, music festivals. You know, we're based in the Coachella Valley. Mm -hmm. So Stagecoach, Coachella, all of these concerts, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Madonna, everybody having these huge stadium concerts again. People are craving that human interaction that we lacked for that period of time where we're sort of locked away. And it's just very interesting to me to talk to you for that reason, because always having that, you're you have been naturally gravitated towards an industry where you're actually involved in human interaction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you're going to, and you probably have experienced some of this with Heather already, but you're going to, you get to be a little bit of a therapist because your clients feel very comfortable and they share things about their relationships or kids, husbands, wives, whatever. All the like, drama. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the, our industry hairdressers too, nail technicians too, massage therapists too, usually they get at the very beginning before they start their service. There's a healing aspect of going to see your esthetician, Mm -hmm. your service provider, like it is. And 
we've, we forget that the, the aspect of human touch, like going to the doctor, going to the gynecologist, going to these things that are not necessarily a positive experience where it's actually okay to touch another human being in our industry. It's one of those spaces where it is actually safe. It's a safe space to go in and say, holy crap, I don't know what is happening. I'm 26 years old and my face is breaking out and I'm freaking out. What help me? Mm -hmm. And you know that I was Maria, who is the founder of the money-making esthetician group. She's, she's a mama bear. And she, when her clients, she's talking to her clients when they're in their consultation and they start crying, she, like hearing a compliment. Yep. I'm like, you know what? This is Then she said, David, I don't know if it's just me, if it's the dim lighting, I don't know what's happening, but all my clients cry in the consultation. Cause she's like, you know what? Even if you come in with acne, she's like, you have beautiful skin. I'm mm -hmm. going to help you. I'm here to help you. And she's so busy right now that she's like, I can't, I, I just can't. So now going into, okay, so talk to me about if you need to find information. So like going through high school, you needed to find information. What was your, how did you go about finding information? What was your go-to? Straight to Google. See, straight to Google. See, this mm -hmm. is with it, with a new, I mean, I know chat GPT has been out for about a year now, but the, the back in the day, you know, when, even when I was going through finishing my degree during the pandemic, we didn't have chat, chat GPT, but I definitely was a Google. I was Googling a lot of information. Mm -hmm. go, we had a student library so we could go access this, but it was, it was all digital. Yeah. So back in the day, <laughs> we used to have a, it was called Encyclopedia Britannica. The dude okay. would actually come to your house, Hannah. He would come to your house once a year, come to your doors, like a door-to-door -door sales thing. And you, he would sell you the updated version for whatever the previous year was. And you would have the year, the previous year in the Encyclopedia Britannica. So if you had to write a book report, you had to go to the freaking encyclopedia and look through it. Now, it was only, you know, a book. It was like kind of like a phone book size back in the day. If the information was in there, great, you could get it, but it wasn't un, it wasn't what it is today where you can have access in 30 seconds or less to any question that you have. Mm -hmm. And now with ChatGPT. So that's always an interesting experience because my little godson Chase, who's 14 years old, I'm like, he's very, very tech savvy. And he's, he, Jennifer, his mother will ask a question. I'll be like, mom, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you asking me? Just Google it. Like, what? Why are you wasting my time? So, like, I get it. I get it. So, now that you've been doing this for a little bit of time, talk to me about some of your favorite skincare tips, like some things that you've learned about your skin since you've got into aesthetics. Like, tell us what you're playing with, um, which product or not. Like, what is, what's, tell, give us some things that you're enjoying trying on your own skin. So, it's never too early to start slowing mm -hmm. down the aging process um mm -hmm. i've recently gotten into taking care of my eyes the eye cream yes. under eye um Absolutely. to keep those fine lines from happening and for a while i was so concerned with um clearing up my skin yep. i kind of i found the things in the wish pro products that worked for that and then i didn't yep. really play with the others on my own face recently mm -hmm. started with the vitamin c serum and yes. I think everyone on planet Earth needs to be using that because it's so amazing. Um, it's just helped the overall health and like glow of my skin, even though this lighting isn't really showing it off. Um. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? When we upload it, you're going to look beautiful and stunning Perfect. and glowing. It's going to be awesome. So <laughs> the 
the you touched on a couple of great things vitamin c is an unsung hero when the skin is healing from acne it actually helps with pih um what i have noticed since we launched the professional version is that when you let the skin over dry it's too dry you're you obviously have an impaired barrier you can't have a healthy microbiome with an impaired barrier the things that you're learning right as you're going mm -hmm. through and looking at and when the skin is very, very dry, that's when it has a predisposition to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. It doesn't heal correctly because the barrier and the microbiome are not functioning as they should. So, you know, for a long time we were, I talked about it in one of my webinars about we blew the face up. We're like aggressive alcohol-based toners and scrub the acne yeah. off and yes. all those things. And you're going to be pleasantly surprised about how many consumers, clients, guests, patients come into you when they start coming in for treatments that have thought that thought process. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought I bought this scrub at this grocery store and, but it didn't help my acne. My skin is now dry. I've spread more bacteria around my face. Like I proliferated it. So it's always good as a, a skincare professional to understand how things work on your own skin. Because if you don't love it yourself, you're not going to actually talk about it to your clients. And I, yeah. I preach it. Like you got to just, first of all, try products that are specific for your skin type and go mm -hmm. through it and really understand. It makes it a lot easier when you're actually talking to your clients about yes. their skin types based off of your knowledge, working knowledge and understanding vitamin C. So I love that. And it's also, um, it's so much easier to, um, I don't, there's no, there had there doesn't have to be any convincing them that it works because I'm living proof. I have before and after pictures. I can just show them right then and there and they're yes. okay. Wow. Let's do it. I, it, you, the before and after picture is it, people underestimate it. It's a huge, and what, so here's in the, I've have some clinics where the client will come back. They've been getting treatments for three or four months and they're, because their skin has been improving a little bit over time, they forget. And so you pull the iPad out and you show them their skin on their first treatment. And they're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do yeah. a side-by-side -side with where you were and where you are today. It is a major, we can't underestimate the power of before and afters. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Um, it also gives you a little barometer to if they're overdoing something, you know, we, we preach how, how many pumps are you using, you know, just because one pump is good doesn't mean five is better. Like, yes. especially with a BPO product, like not, not, not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So. Talk to me about, so you're, you posted in the group a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to make sure that we talk about this. One of your clients with maskne, having a problem with maskne. So talk to me about what, have, have you had any resolution with this? I know that the, the girls in the group are shy right now, and it's going to, as more people get in there, there's going to be a lot more activity happening. Yes. But talk to me about your, her treatment journey. Like what, what ended up happening in that situation and where's it stand today? She was, so she was thinking, um, I'm in this N9, she's a hygienist. She's in this N95 yep. mask all day, just suffocating her skin. Yeah. And she doesn't want to dry it out. Cause I explained to her, you've got to keep your skin moisturized or it's just going to be a whole cycle. Um, yeah. so we both agreed on using the, um, toner halfway through the mm -hmm. day on her lunch break. She uses the toner and then moisturizes over that. I told her yes. to start off doing that. Um, twice a week to not over dry yep. out her skin because that is yep. an exfoliating toner but it is cutting down on the bacteria just from breathing you know suffocating with your yes with your air all day so it is helping um her whole face is improving but that was 
the stubborn part was right here where the mask was sitting. And just yeah. the rubbing too causes a whole lot of irritation. But other the acne than mechanica. That, I'm sorry. The acne mechanica. That yes. so that's what I wanted to talk about. The so <clears throat> last my sister is a nurse. Um, last Christmas we sent all of the nurses for Intermountain Healthcare, which is in Utah, um, phytoactive clearing serum. Um, mm-hmm. we sent them all a lip mate because you know it's a thankless job and they're all having to wear masks, right? So they they were able to not. I think they probably have them back on again, but there was a period of time where they were actually able to take them off. And depending on the type of mask and where, you know, we all have different shaped faces. So where the mask is actually rubbing is different. And so what we were seeing is there was a combination of actual acne with the oil and the bacteria proliferating, and then also Mechanica where the mask was rubbing. So if there's a lot of pressure, especially with the N95 mask, mm-hmm. it's putting a lot of pressure on a very specific area of the skin. So we were, again, one size fits one, right? If the client wants to use the toner through the day because she's breathing bacteria all over that area of the face, um, it's not able to properly breathe correctly. And then just the rubbing, uh, we've noticed a lot of having some really great results with Phytoactive. Okay. So as a, as part of their routine, um, if they're not going to go into like a clarify situation where they're going to apply clarify at night, using phytoactive morning and night to help with that positive healthy bacteria that lactobacillus ferment okay to yeah. keep to help that so that might be something you suggest to her to try so see how I she gets reacting she's actually like you just said clarify at night phytoactive in the morning um, good good and she's been doing that for about a month and a half now i believe Okay, good. But she was still thinking, is there anything extra I can do? Can we come up with something? Because this is being so stubborn right here. So I said, let's try that. that. And if it ends up over drying your skin, just, you know, cut it out and we will start back, figure something else out. Yeah, you're and you know what you're this is the the dance that you're doing with acne. There's a fine balance between everyone's certain skin and the 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 variation of products you're going to recommend and mm-hmm. the variation of treatments you're going to perform. It is a little bit of a dance until you figure out, oh yeah, that worked. Yeah. Okay, good. I've got this. And it's I'm, working. I'm it's starting to with that with starting with my acne clients. I say I wish that I had a solid answer for you, but it's going to be a lot of us working together and communicating a lot about how your skin is, you know after treatments and before you're coming in and all of that. Yes. So it's a dance, like you said. It is. And your your clients, the in my former life, we were very kind of militant in our uh how we would explain to a client that they didn't really have options. It was like you have to do this and you have to do it this way or you're mm-hmm. fired. Like we were <laughs> It was kind of funny because I was like, what? We fire clients? Like what? I was like, oh my God. Like, no, no, no. We're not going to fire clients. We're going to help them and coach them. We also wouldn't touch anybody that um, was on a medical therapeutic. They immediately were voted off the island. And I said, when when we launched Wish, we're not going to turn away any client that is seeking guidance for their skin. Um, Specifically, they still have to wash their face. They still have to use SPF. Um, there are things that people need to use, even if they're going through a medical therapeutic, you know, that we're not going to just turn you away because you're on it. Mm-hmm. So tell me about um, some, how are you, I know Heather's obviously a great resource to you. I want to talk to Heather. I want to have Heather come on eventually as well. Mm-hmm. She wants to um, be on. She has, she has a phenomenal story. And when she's ready to share that, I'm, I want her to be able to share that. Uh, tell me how you stay updated. What's so Obviously, you know Google and you're having access to all this information, but how are you staying updated on 
trends, techniques, anything that's going on in the aesthetic world? Do you have a specific thing or is Heather your go-to for everything? So yes, definitely Heather. Um, I'm all over aesthetics TikTok, but I really love the Facebook groups. There, yeah. I love all the things, yep. especially the money-making esthetician, of course. Yes. Um, yeah. But they've been a really good resource for me and when I want to know about something and I'm kind of just looking into it, I'll search a little on TikTok, little keywords or like kind of yep. scroll through the group, see if I can find anything about it. But mostly um, um, the Facebook groups <laughs> and the magazines. Yeah. So there's something unique in our industry that is very specific. Estheticians love to read a magazine. Mm -hmm. It's this crazy thing. Yes. We American Spa, Dermascope, Metastetics, like there's there's some publications that people love to read. This is one of the reasons why we created the product mastery book mm -hmm. as a resource tool because we produce it digitally also, but people want to look at it, they want to write notes on it, they want to physical. Yeah. It's awesome they to have the, the physical book. Yeah. So I told I, I you know, I get it. And it's it's interesting the as we're looking at 2024 and like how to continue the wish message and having people focus on acne and the Facebook groups and like all of this, the information. So speaking about TikTok, what is something that you've seen on TikTok that's a little appalling about how people are actually treating their acne? I saw someone putting beef tallow on their face. <laughs> beef tallow. <laughs> and that was really interesting to me. Um, they said they got great results, but I won't be trying that. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the, 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 so this is the, and another interesting thing is where people are finding information, right? So if you're wanting to search TikTok for a specific term, I go in there to entertain myself sometimes with how people are talking about their acne journey, mm -hmm. what they're doing, these homemade um, the lemon, avocado, egg white mixing yep. and apply yep. as a mask. And I'm like, mm, there's a lot of oils in avocado. Like that's not necessarily what your skin needs. Like there's, I can get some antioxidant attributes out of that, but that's not going to clear your acne, but it creates content and people like to look at it. So I also understand there's an outlandish, like, you know, I'm going to throw beef, whatever on my skin. I've seen bread, mm -hmm. I've seen milk. I've seen people using dish products. Um, it's so it's kind of crazy, but have you had any clients come in that are, are specifically have said, I've seen this on social media and I want to do X. Have you had that experience? Yet? No, nothing crazy. No, nothing Good. yet. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it will be in the future, but that does bring <laughs> up a question I've been wanting to ask you. When is wish going to get on TikTok? Oh my gosh. Okay. So you've heard me preach about the focus, right? We're focused, focus, focus. And yes. This is a, I want to, I like to, I, I preach mastery. Okay. So mm -hmm. like things that you can do really, really well. And my audience, Hannah is you guys, estheticians that that's my audience. And the majority of our audience right now is still living in Facebook land. Mm -hmm. So I'm not opposed to getting on TikTok. Um, you know, we have, we've spent a lot of time and money and in really investing and in building up our following on Instagram which is no easy, that is not an easy situation. Like it takes years to actually build up a following on Instagram. Now, what I see with threads and the crap and the falling off, basically threads has become nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, Instagram is becoming a, it's not what it once was. So mm -hmm. I see TikTok as a thing, but here's my, this is my sort of 
animosity about behind it is I want to be able to do it justice and I want to go on and I want to present content that is suitable because I'm a talker. I have way too much information in my head. So for me to be like quick, you know, like yeah. fast, fast flash information, that's not my wheelhouse. I'm not good at that because mm -hmm. oftentimes you can't explain complex things in a very short period of time. I can make it funny and I can throw up funny pictures and I can do that. But so that's a long-winded answer. So I haven't put my wheelhouse around it. The podcast came, the idea of a podcast came because people were listening to our webinars with the money-making esthetician on YouTube mm -hmm. um, on their way to work. Um, I had an esthetician say, David, I listen to your webinars when I'm doing treatments. And I'm like, you should be paying attention to your treatments. She's like, no, I'm doing 15 <laughs> minutes of massage. I got my earbud in. I'm listening to your, and I, I feel that the information is really valuable. Mm -hmm. So what I see, and you know, your point of view is important to me, but what I see in our specific space is a return to long form videos where you can actually start off with a problem, whether it's on YouTube, in, you know, Instagram used to have restrictions when we first started where you could only post a story and it had to be a certain little amounts of time and you couldn't go over and then it cuts yeah, you off. And, it up. And, and now they're like, just post whatever you want. You want to have yep. a two hour lot like it. So it's changed. But if you really want to learn something, it's not going to happen in a flat in a very, very quick, you, you know, TikTok sort of way. So mm -hmm. the podcast, um, YouTube, Facebook is giving us platforms to really educate people on information. It doesn't mean that we're not going to get on TikTok, 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 TikTok. What it means is right now, I don't have enough bandwidth to actually yeah. go on and do it justice. So we could do it eventually, like we mm -hmm. might eventually get there. But right now, between Facebook land, um, all of the messages we get, the DMs we get between the money-making esthetician, our Facebook, our personal profile, Instagram, what comes on an email. Now with the podcast, it's a lot of things to manage. Oh, yeah. And so sure. I don't know. I might just get on there and just, you know, yeah. maybe you're going to. Makes I'll, sense. I'll, <laughs> but I just, I just want you everywhere. I feel like everyone needs to know about you. I want everyone to be able to find Wish anywhere they look. And I was looking for you on TikTok, and I was like, no, they're not. You're like, here. where are they? Why aren't they here? I understand your bandwidth. You're you're juggling a lot already. So I totally get it. We so I the fact that you're telling this to me today, it's putting it back on the board, and I'm you know <laughs> I'll put it back on my little vision board again and Sorry. say, okay, how can we? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's all right. So. Talk to me, but as we, as we start winding this down, what, tell me what, what's your number one recommendation for listeners right now to convey, whether that's consumers, what's your number one skincare tip that things should be, they should employ every day. You can't skip the skincare routine. I don't care how tired you are, how drunk you are. You have got to wash your face, do the full routine morning mm -hmm. and night. Please, yes, because it yes. does make a difference. It really does. It's so the best way that I've been able to explain this, and Hannah, me being in the industry for this amount of time, the my close, close friends, my family, right, that don't understand the basics of things, um, or like my mom has told me multiple times, well, I I save that for special occasions. I'm like, mom, oh my gosh, you have to put the vitamin C serum on every day. We don't yes. save it for special occasions. Well, what are you doing? Like. <laughs> I, I equate it to going to the gym. You don't go to the gym one time and have an amazing mm -hmm. body. You don't do yoga one time and have an amazing body. Skincare is a journey. 
And you need to support it every single day with consistency. That's how you get the best long-term results. Acne specifically, you know, it's not an option to skip your acne routine. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do that for three days. No. Guess what, you guys? Acne bacteria proliferates very, very quickly. And if you let it get out of hand, you'll make it worse quicker than Very fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about where people can find you. So give us your... Instagram, website, where can people find Holistically Beautiful? All the fun stuff. We are on Instagram, I believe. I'm going to double check right now. It's just at Holistically Beautiful. On Instagram, we're on Facebook as well. Holistically Beautiful. Um, Spelled with the W-H instead of just H-O-L. W-H-O-L. Yeah, we are on Facebook, Instagram. We have a TikTok um, we're working on. I love it. And... Yeah, that is all. Okay. For now. All right. So if people want to, if somebody wants to book an appointment with you guys, what's the, what are the means they can do that through Instagram? And like, there's a link to get you actually booking or do people still yes. call? We have our link um, on all of our social medias. And then on our website, we have our numbers as well. If you want to use the website, awesome. If you want to call, call. So everyone has options. And it's holisticallybeautiful.com is your website. Yes. Okay. Awesome. 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 Okay, Hannah, are there any parting words that you'd like to leave our listener with? Uh, I'm super excited about this today, but any parting words? Um, I think that is all. Please see your esthetician. Yes, <laughs> you guys, please, please see your esthetician. So thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of I Wish Podcast. This episode is lovingly brought to you by Wish Skin Health the acne authority in microbiome health. If you are interested in treating acne or you yourself are struggling with acne, you can visit us at trywish.com. That's T-R-Y-W-I-S-H.com. And we would love to have you in the family as a wish pro. So thank you so much, Hannah, for your time today. I really appreciate it. You gave us a lot of insight and I'm super excited to see where your career goes. I am too. And I'm so excited to be working with you because you are amazing and so is your line. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) 